Another road loss means the Giants have done something they hadn't done since 1902 in very much a bad way. But on the positive side, we had three young players uh, performing at a high level against the Dodgers, and it was really great to see and a good sign for the future. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the Baseball Statistics and Analysis websites, Beyond the Box Score, and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. So check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Also, go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB for a free water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And coming up on today's show, yes, the Giants with another road loss put themselves in the company of the 1902 Giants in terms of awfulness on the road during a 31 great game stretch. So we will get into that. But I mean, ugh, and it's super disappointing because these other teams have been losing. So the Giants, they could have made up ground in these last few days, including last night. If they had just won a game, they would be only two games back, but they remained three back because they couldn't win themselves. And right now, as we're recording this, the Cubs are winning their game and the Cubs are the most important team. Excuse my voice, by the way. I don't know what's happening. I just, maybe the smoke uh, that's in the area. But my voice is kind of gone. But anyway, for me, I'm taken away from yesterday's game mostly like because there's not a lot of hope at this point. The Giants are not mathematically eliminated, but there's obviously not a lot of hope here. Fangraphs has their playoff odds at like 1%. And so I'm taken away from this game. Kyle Harrison, Tyler Fitzgerald and Marco Luciano. Those are the big takeaways for me. And most significantly, I think, was the outing by Kyle Harrison, who kind of, like, he had a dominant outing against the Reds. I think it was his second career start, uh, in which he went six and a third, 11 strikeouts, two walks, no runs, three hits. Just a great outing. But then after that, uh, six earned runs in five and two thirds, three earned runs in five innings, four or three earned runs in four innings. And just the stuff, the quality of the stuff seemed to tail off a bit towards those last few outings. And then he was optioned out. But with the injury to somebody, it wasn't just Crawford or was it just Crawford? They called Harrison back up at some point recently. So it's good. I'm so glad to see him back. He just like worked on some things to get back to 
I don't know, like mechanically. I don't think there was anything wrong with him physically, hopefully. But last night, he looked really, really good to me against a extremely talented Dodgers team. He gave up a home run to J.D. Martinez. It happens. J.D. Martinez has hit a lot of home runs this year and in his career. But just the quality of the pitches, the general... um you know, ability to throw strikes. I wouldn't say he was like pinpoint with his command, but he he walked one in five and two thir- five and one third innings. He faced twenty batters and he walked one of them. So that's a what five uh, percent walk rate. He only struck out two, but you know the pitches had life on them. The pitches had life on them, and. It was just a highly encouraging outing from the 22-year-old. Now, a lot of people, the broadcasters included, Kruko and Kuiper were talking about this, wanted to see him go further. He was only at like 70-something pitches in the sixth inning. He got the first out, and then they took him out with a righty coming up. And I would generally agree. Why not just let him keep going? First of all, they're trying to protect him, you know, but... And your immediate response might be, forget that. Just let the guy go. He's cruising. However, he was sick. He was ill. And Gabe Kapler said after, yeah, he he only threw 75 pitches. And Kapler said after the game that that Harrison had come down with an illness that made him a, quote, 50-50 kind of game time decision, end quote, as to whether or not he was even going to pitch. And so, and so Kapler then said, quote, he grinded as best he could and fought through that start for us. We got him out of there to protect him. Physically, it was plenty for him after the last 24 hours. So, yeah, there's no complaining here. The guy was sick, you know. Does I, I don't know exactly what was, maybe stomach flu or something, if he says what he's gone through in the last 24 hours. But... Whatever. I would like to see him pitch more, sure, but he's gonna get hopefully hopefully two more starts. Like he could I could see with nine games remaining plus an off day, it's possible like at least one and then maybe he would start like the last game of the season. So I look forward to that. As I said yesterday, I am kind of upset that we're only getting a look at guys like Harrison and Luciano with 10 games to go. I would have liked to see have seen these guys much more this season. Uh but we didn't. We didn't and here we are with now 9 games to go. Giants must win at least 8 of them if you have if you want to have any shot at the playoffs and possibly all 9 to be honest. Because they lose the tiebreaker now against the D-backs cuz they couldn't win one of those games. They lose the tiebreaker against the Cubs because they just lost the season series. But they would have had the tiebreaker if they had defeated the D-backs in one of the two games. They would have had the tiebreaker over them. So incompetence on the road. But I do also want to discuss Tyler Fitzgerald making his major league debut and having a couple of really quality plate appearances that led to some positive results. And Marco Luciano as well. And then we will get into the historic nature of the Giants' road woes in their last 31 games. It is not just bad. 
In fact, bad would have been good enough. Awful would have been good enough. Historically awful is what has them in this position. So we'll get into all of that uh, in just a minute. And before we do, this episode today is brought to you by our good friends over at Bird Dogs. They're the most comfortable shorts and the best looking shorts that I have ever, ever owned. And this was clear to me the second that I put them on. And I, I've said this story before, but I wasn't in front of a mirror at the time when I put them on. I just so, so I just experienced the comfort and I was like, wow. And normally when things are comfortable, I mean, they might look good, like in the sense that they look comfy and something to wear around the house, but not necessarily something you can wear to the office or to a meeting, you know, whatever. And so I walk out into the living room where my girlfriend knows I was trying on the shorts and her immediate response was like, she just, I didn't even ask. She said, wow, those look great. That's, those are the best looking shorts you've ever worn. That is literally what she said. And so from then on out, it's bird dogs or nothing for me. And uh, if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB at checkout, you'll get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. I've already received uh, with my pair this Yeti style tumbler from bird dogs, which I love very high quality tumbler and a, a white tech hat, which the only reason I'm not wearing it is because it's uh, sweaty because I wear it out uh, playing tennis. So Great products coming with your order, and now you can get a water bottle. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, also. We promise you. <clears throat> Today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Uh, do you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door? I know I sure do. DoorDash has been a game changer personally in my life. And with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last minute cravings instantly. You've trusted DoorDash. I've trusted DoorDash to deliver restaurant favorites. And now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers as well. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or DoorDash will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Limited time offer Terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONMLB. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, as promised, we are going to get into... Tyler Fitzgerald and Marco Luciano also providing some positives for the San Francisco Giants yesterday. That's the point where we are. And to me, it's just sad. I, I, I've just, I'm just bummed because the season is going to be over soon, like nine games and then it's done. 
and then we don't get baseball for the longest time. And so it's just disappointing in so many ways because we don't get a good long look at some at the top two guys really in their farm system in Luciano and Harrison. And we also don't get a get a playoff team, probably, almost certainly, 99% likely that we don't. And so what do we get? Nothing. There were positives from this year, but for the most part, like if the last two episodes have been dark for but appropriately dark, I would say. Just like the light over my left shoulder, if you're watching on YouTube. I refuse it has batteries, but I refuse to light the light because of the state of the San Francisco Giants. At some point we'll relight it, but I just can't I can't bring myself to do it right now. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day, every dayers. Tomorrow is Saturday, so there won't be an episode. But on Monday, we'll be talking about uh, maybe a Giants miracle three-game winning streak in L.A. while the Cubs drop all their games and the Giants are back in the race. Or most likely we won't be talking about that and we'll, we'll just be breaking down the rest of what we see. And hopefully that's a lot more of Marco Luciano, Tyler Fitzgerald, Luis Matos. I'm just, that's, that's the focus from here on out is young players and future oriented players. Maybe they make some more moves in the coming days just to get more, uh, get a look at some, some more young players. Maybe Tristan Beck gets a start. So anyway, the Dodgers. Uh, the Giants play the Dodgers tonight at 710 Pacific, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app, Search Giants. So, yeah, Tyler Fitzgerald making his Major League debut. Uh, I think he may have struck out. No, did he strike out in his first at-bat? No, I think he flew out to center. He didn't strike out in the game. Giants first time through against Emmett Sheehan, who's dominated them both times that he's pitched against them, including his major league debut and including last night, for the most part last night. Uh, he struck out like seven of the first eight batters he faced. It's just crazy, the offensive incompetence after a good first half offensively. It's part of the deal. If you want my take on that, listen to two episodes ago. And there will be plenty of time in the offseason. But right now, the focus is on... I want to just discuss Fitzgerald. He had a hit down the left field line. I don't think it was hit particularly hard, but it was a hit nonetheless. It just kind of snuck down the third base line. And he also drew a key walk in a bases loaded situation, including taking some tough pitches. And so, you know, just it's one game. It's three plate appearances. He is 26 years old, so he's kind of old for a rookie. But he also played center field. There was like one difficult play and he kind of, I think it was just misfortune. He kind of caught it, but then as soon as he hit the ground, the ball popped out of his glove and rolled completely away and ended up being a triple. And then, oh, by the way, on the next play, there was a shallow, medium, deep, medium deep fly ball to Yaz, who really would have had a, a shot probably at throwing out the tagging up Will Smith, but Yastrzemski forgot how many outs there were. And he just camped under it, like instead of getting behind it, running in, catching it with momentum, coming towards home, and then firing 
uh, to home, he just got flat footed, got right underneath it and caught it and then was like, looked up and was like, oh no, and threw it home and no, had no shot. So as they said on the broadcast, Yaz is the last person I would expect to do that, but it happened. And you know what? Frankly, like, I don't want to throw people under the bus, but that has happened two other times this month with Lamont Wade Jr. Happened in Arizona the other day, and it happened, I think it was in Chicago earlier this month. And so three times in the month of September when you're trying to, like, if they could have just, like I said, been okay or even bad, they would have been in good shape, but instead they've been awful, specifically on the road. And all of these games that I'm talking about have been on the road. Where's the focus? Is it gone? Have they given up? Like, I don't think that's the case with Yaz. I don't know what's going on with Wade, but you got to know how many outs there are. That's part of the deal, especially as a major league player. If it happens like, you know, a couple times a season, whatever, but three times in a matter of three weeks is a little bit, uh, it's about too, too many, you know, one time, whatever, but it keeps happening. Not acceptable. That's just on the players. They just have to know how many outs there are. So uh, Fitzgerald, nice first game for him. And Luciano, he hit a rocket single. I think it was the second hardest hit ball of the game. And so that was really nice to see. He didn't, I don't recall any like difficult plays at shortstop, but he did start out there and I just want to see him start. It was a righty. So he did, it wasn't, there is no lefty hitting shortstop right now with Crawford on the IL. Luciano continues to have, you know, a strikeout issue. He's had 16 plate appearances and he struck out in seven of them. So that's a 44% strikeout rate, which is way too high, but it's a 16 plate appearance sample. So just let, keep throwing them out there and let's see what we have in Marco Luciano, a guy who's been considered for years to be a potential star, uh, at least, you know, potential. And so, um, but again, there's only nine games left. So even if he does poorly or does well, it's not going to be really enough to for sure know what you have there. So part of the story is like poorly timed injuries, Luciano, but they sent him down, right? Like he came up, there was so much excitement. Then they like pinch hit for him in his first game, which ticked off a lot of people, including me. And then they sent him down. Why just keep him up, man. That's what the people want to see. This is an entertainment business. This is not... You know, to speaking to Tom Verducci's article about the Giants being the most boring contender, it's stuff like that that gives fuel to the fire. I don't agree with everything Verducci said, but the dude got a standing ovation from from the crowd in his first at bat as a Giant, and then late in that game, they take him out, and like I think the the, the edge that you get the edge that you think you get from taking him out in that situation like maybe your odds of getting a hit or getting on base go from like 
28% to like 32%. You know, I don't think that four percentage point difference is worth not giving the people what they want. And so I am a bit tired of it all. And then they sent him to, sent him down and nobody wanted that either. If we let people look, it wouldn't be wise to let the fans vote on every decision. But if you had let the fans say, hey, should we send down Marco Luciano? It would be like 99% no. Yet they do it anyway. And so the, this is an entertainment business. You have to give the fans what they want to an extent. And if you don't, you're going to lose people. And I feel like that's what's happened. And then he got hurt, right? And so then now we only get to see him for these last 10 games. And that is frustrating. Very frustrating. Like, what was the point of the season? Yes, we got Bailey and Matos. We got good long looks at them. Bailey established himself as a defensive uh, an excellent defender. He's kind of not been as good lately, but clearly, I mean, look, with more refinement and time, like he's just clearly going to be a good defender in this league. The offense has really fallen off for him, though. Matos, I've liked what I've seen. I guess I just would have liked to see more of Kyle Harrison and Marco Luciano. That extension they gave to Brandon Crawford ended up being horrible, you know? And that that offseason, there were a bunch of star shortstops. It wasn't just last offseason with Correa and Bogart and Trey Turner and uh, Dansby Swanson. The offseason prior, there were a bunch of stud shortstops. But they were like, no, we believe in mid-30s Brandon Crawford for two more years. And it's fine if he kept up what he was doing in 2021, but he didn't. And so why not? Was it because you let Donnie Ecker go? And if so, then that's your fault because you could have possibly kept Donnie Ecker or should have done whatever it took. So they just need to look in the mirror and figure out what the heck has gone wrong here with this team. So coming up in just, just a minute, we're going to get into the historic nature of the road woes over their last 31 games and how sloppy defense has contributed and... I was defending this team, this team's defense, even though they lead the league in errors for a long time. But recently, they've just, it's like errors are not, or no errors, although they are errors. It's become really sloppy and it cost them last night. Definitely. So we will get into all of it in just a minute. And before we do, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can, uh, Snap into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy, easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I'm currently looking right now at the website. You know what I'm seeing? I'm not a football expert, but obviously this is Niners Nation. I don't know if we even call it that. Uh, what do they say? What? Anyway, the 40, aren't they 3-0? and 
49ers. And I'm looking at Super Bowl odds. Odds of, I believe that that would be winning the Super Bowl. Uh, the 49ers, the, the number two team there behind the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 650. And so, I don't know, a little bet there on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Are we thinking that there's a good chance there? I mean, that's what the odds te- seem to suggest. So you can check it out and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go. We are going to discuss the historic nature of this road collapse and how it has destroyed the Giants' season and how the the defensive issues have resurfaced all of a sudden. Thank Oh, yeah, great. So happy to see those come back. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Everydayers on Monday, breaking down the rest of these three games in L.A., Giants are technically still alive, so, you know, who knows? Perhaps we're talking about a miracle on Monday. Right now, the Cubs lead 5 to nothing over the Rockies. Basically, the Giants need the Cub- Cubs to lose, like, every game. They, they have been losing, and so have the Giants. They could have... If, they, if the Giants had won their last three games instead of lost their last three games, they would be tied for a wildcard spot. And they would hold the tiebreaker over Arizona. So it's just like every one of these games has mattered and they just can't do it. And largely because they're on the road. Giants play the Dodgers tonight, by the way, at 710 Pacific. And you can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search Giants. Sean Manaya getting another start. I think it's interesting. I think they waited too long. They had two starters for so long, and Manaya was really good in his bullpen kind of role. Should have just given him a shot to start. Why didn't they? I don't know. But, yes, the historic nature of the defensive collapse, it's just amazing to me. And one of my pals on Twitter was giving me a hard time saying that I w- that it sounded like I was making excuses or that I was saying they were just unlucky. I'm not saying that at all. But basically, I was responding to a tweet from Alex Pavlovich who says they have lost, the Giants have lost 26 of their last 31 road uh, games on the road, their worst road stretch since 1902. I'm speechless. That is what, 121 years? They have not had a worse 31 game road stretch in 121 years. And then my point, my counter, my, my response, my response, excuse me, to that was if they had simply managed to go 10 and 21 in their last 31 road games, which is still awful. I'm like reading my own tweet here. Instead of 5 and 26, they would be 81 and 72, tied with the Diamondbacks for the second wild card and two games up on a playoff spot. 10 and 21 stinks. And it would have, I'm just saying, like it would have been good enough. And then I said, let's just say they went 
15 and 16, which is like nothing to write home about, but it's decent, I guess, on the road. And I'm giving them even the below 500 number there at 15 and 16. Well, if they had gone 15 and 16 instead of 5 and 26, they would be 86 and 67, two games up on the Phillies for the top wildcard spot with a seven-game lead over a playoff spot, and they would be on the cusp of clinching a playoff spot. Instead, they were historically bad, and it's a tough pill to swallow. I'm sorry, I don't see where that sounds like I'm saying they just got unlucky. I'm just simply stating facts that if they had been decent, they would be 20 games over 500 and the, the number one wildcard team. If they had been horrible, they would be in a good spot. But instead, they did something they haven't done in 121 years, and it has them on the outside looking in. So codify this baseball. It's like a service where they help major league players, but it's a, you know, on Twitter, they've got 100,000 followers and they tweeted out because they know about their hearing about the Giants stretch here they said wins in their last 31 road games and and the best t- four teams including the Dodgers have 21 wins in their last 31 road games 21 and 10 and second to last Colorado and Kansas City third to last is Oakland so like yeah some of the worst teams in baseball are near the bottom uh Oakland with 9 wins in their last 31 road games Colorado and Kansas City with eight. And then the Giants, nobody with seven, nobody with six, Giants with five all by themselves. So then I said, even just matching the next worst teams and being eight and 23 in their last 31 road games, the Giants would be 79 and 74, which entering today would have meant that they would be tied for the final wildcard spot. There's two teams right now tied at 79 and 74. Giants would be a third. Or one of those wins could have been against uh, you know, one of the teams that's tied right now and they could have held the tiebreaker or whatever or or pushed those other teams down a game. So somebody's got to take the fall for this. It's unbelievable. I don't know who's to blame, but like even if there's no one to blame, you've somebody has to take the fall for this, I would think. And that plus the offensive collapse, which, you know, starting in late June, they just completely fell apart offensively. And I looked, I checked since June 25th, they've improved a little bit from where they were like a week and a half, two weeks ago. But still like bottom three in every important offensive category for basically half of the season. So that's unacceptable. The D de- the defense was sloppy last night. Like I said, Yaz forgot how many outs there were. I don't blame Tyler Fitzgerald. That's kind of a freak play where the ball just popped out of his glove and rolled away. But JD Davis made a critical error on just a ground ball. Wilmer Flores has been playing some third, which I I get it. They want his bat in the lineup. I think next year, maybe you let Jock go and Flores is maybe just your full-time DH. That makes a lot of sense. Um, 
I do not like Flores at third. I think it was last night he made an error, ball in the dirt. And then on back-to-back pitches with runners on second and third, Blake Sable couldn't block a pitch. Luke Jackson has a tendency to throw nasty sliders in the dirt. And these were especially nasty and tough to block. But, you know, they were not blocked nonetheless. Like, no excuses. They weren't blocked. They kicked away from Sable. And on two straight pitches, we had run-scoring wild pitches in, like, must-win games here. So they don't deserve to go to the playoffs. They deserve to be under 500. When you do something in a negative way that hasn't been done since 1902. I mean, 31 road games is a significant... 31 divided by 81 is 38.3% of their road schedule has been this 5 and 26 stretch. And then 31 out of 162, it's almost 20% of their schedule has been this historically bad stretch. So anyway, they deserve where they are, to be where they are. And that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is on Monday. Break it down. Whatever the heck goes down in LA, who knows? Could be the ugliest thing you've ever seen. Could be some positives from young players. I have no idea. So Come back on Monday to find out. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Once again, the Giants play the Dodgers at 710 Pacific tonight, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. You can follow me on X at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. Helps me out a lot, so thanks in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again on Monday. Thanks again for listening and excusing my voice, you are now Locked on Giants.